0: Spy Catcher.
1: A series of true stories of the unceasing search for enemy spies in water, based on the memoirs of Lieutenant Colonel Arrested Pinto of the Allied Counterintelligence Service. This week's story is entitled The
0: Photograph. The part of Colonel Pinto is played by Bernard Archer.
2: In the summer of 1942, our merchant ships were under constant attack by U-boats, and our shipping losses were running high. Not all of the losses were by the normal hazard of war, and I was called to the Admiralty, where a certain strange sequence of losses was explained to me in detail. After the meeting, I was asked to investigate, and the Lieutenant Vernon of the Royal Navy was attached to me as liaison. We returned to my office to discuss the problem. Uh, well, Vernon, let's um, get this straight. Uh, oh, is Oh,
0: Thank you, sir.
2: Now, what are the facts? The free use of the Mediterranean is being denied to our ships. Yes, sir. So, supplies to the Eighth Army in the desert are being sent by the long route via the Cape. Yes, sir. Now, the convoys leave England under a royal naval escort and sail to Cape Town. At Cape Town, the escort leaves the convoy and returns at full speed to England to pick up the next convoy. And the merchant ships then sail unescorted into the Indian Ocean and then to Suez and the Eighth Army. Yes, sir. So far, the U-Boats haven't penetrated to the Indian Ocean, uh, at least not in any strength, and that part of the journey is safe. Hmm. Now, the next point. Some of the merchant ships in the convoy are bound only for Cape Town. There, they unload stores and supplies, and then turn back into the Atlantic and sail for England without escort. A small number of ships from each convoy, sir. Usually three or four of them. They return on a predetermined course plotted to keep them clear of known U-boat positions. And this plan worked well until five months ago. Mm. There were some sinking, sir, but the losses weren't high. Six months ago, a certain merchant ship was transferred to the run, and since then the losses by U-boat have been exceptionally high. Naval intelligence have discovered this fact. Mm. Well, that's what we want you to investigate, sir. Mm. Now, let me have this fact quite clearly. On each occasion when a group was intercepted and attacked, it contained a particular ship, the Bessborough. The group was attacked, but the Bessborough was not. On the last voyage, the Bessborough had to remain at Cape Town for overhaul, and the returning group, sailing without her, came home safely. Yes, sir. Our plotting of routes for returning ships has been very careful, but when this ship was there, they were intercepted. When she wasn't there... Our plans work well. Yes, it could be coincidence. If not coincidence, it could be a breach of security. Someone on the Bespera informing the Germans of the convoy's route. That's what we think, sir. Well, there are strong pro-Hitler elements in South Africa. Um, how long do these ships stay at Cape Town before they return unescorted? Oh, a week, ten days. They have to unload and revital and get their briefing and their orders. And the crews are allowed ashore? Yes. Mm Hmm. Where's the Bespera now? She's due in from Cape Town tomorrow morning. We can board her at Southampton as soon as she docks. What crew does she carry? Well, she's 8,000 tons. Joe will carry a crew of uh, 45. It's rather a mixed crew. Norwegian, Dutch, Belgian, French, and, of course, British. Right. We'll search the ship tomorrow at Southampton and interrogate the crew. Now, I'll get a team together covering Norwegian, Dutch, Belgian, and French. Uh, she'll have been at sea how long? Oh, about a month, sir. Yes, well, the crew won't like being held too long, so we'll take a team of eight, and you better make reservations on the night train. Yes, sir. Now, let's start laying our plans. Captain? Yes? What is it? A naval lieutenant's come aboard, sir. and An army colonel from intelligence. They want to see you. Oh? What's it about? I don't know, sir. How long will it take? All day, I should think. They've bought Marines, and they're posting a guard on the dock. Oh,
1: blast. They hold us up ten days at Cape Town for an unnecessary overhaul, and now they're crimping us again. Ah, oh, if it isn't the Germans, it's a damned admiralty. Mm. Oh, all right, show them in.
0: Yes, sir. This way, please, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, Captain Murray, this is
2: Lieutenant Vernon and Colonel Pinto, sir. Morning, gentlemen. Morning, Captain. Uh, morning, sir. I have sealed orders for you, Captain, from DNI. Thank you.
0: Hmm.
1: How long will this take, Colonel?
2: I don't know. I bought a team of eight men. We should be through by the end of the day with a bit of luck sooner.
1: What do you mean by luck? What are you looking
2: for? Well, it's a matter of security. Hmm. Have a drink? No, thank you. You want to see all my crew? Yes, and the officers. And do you wish to question me? Not at the moment, Captain.
1: I see. Well, here's a list of the officers and crew. All my officers are British. Thank you. Uh, we've had a long voyage, Colonel, so if you don't want me, I've work to do. I'll be in my cabin. Oh, you can use the saloon. Mr. Jones here will look after you.
2: Thank you, Captain. Uh, Captain isn't too pleased. We've had rather a rough voyage, sir. Of course. What can I do to help you, sir? Well, I'd like to speak with the officers first. My team will search the ship and interrogate the crew. Um, will you arrange that, Vernon? Oh, aye, aye, sir. Now then. Uh... Well, so these papers refer to the officers. This is mine. My name is Jones. I'm Thank first officer. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, since you're here, perhaps I can start with you. If you wish, sir. Uh, please sit down. Oh, yeah. <coughs> The uh, Vespera is a new ship, isn't she? Yes, sir. Built during the war. You've been with her since she came into service? Yes, sir. Uh, When she first came into service, she was um, sailing to the Mediterranean and to Lisbon. Oh, yes, sir. And for the past five months, you've been on this run to the Cape? Uh, Six months. Oh, yes, six months. Uh, Have all the officers been with the ship since she was calling at Lisbon? Yes, all of them. And the crew? About ten of them. Will you make me a list of the ten? Yeah. Thank you. Now, both Lisbon and Cape Town are places where we can expect to find Nazi sympathisers, Mr. Jones. Do you have any friends in these ports? No, sir. Do you know of any of the officers or members of the crew who have friends in these ports and who might be rather careless about security? No, the skipper's pretty hot on that, sir. He lectures them every trip. Mm. But do the crew have friends in these ports? Well, most of them have friends of some sort, but it's mostly to the seamen's mission. Well, do you know any of them who seem to have more money than they should have? or Any who bring home expensive gifts? Most of them bring gifts home, sir. Look, if you can tell me what you're looking for, sir, perhaps I can be of more help. All right. But it must be in strict confidence. I don't want it to get all around the ship. Very good, sir. Now, your ship has made five trips to Cape Town in convoy. On each occasion, you have offloaded your cargo at Cape Town and returned in a group without escort. On four occasions, the group of ships was intercepted by U-boats and ships were lost. Yes. On the fifth occasion, the last one, you returned alone. Yes. Were you attacked? No, sir. Well, now we come to the point. You have experience of convoy work. Does it seem strange to you that whenever this ship sails with an unescorted group, the group is attacked? When it doesn't sail, they aren't. And when it sails alone, it's left alone. I don't know what you mean, sir. In all five voyages, were you ever actually attacked? We were in the danger zone. Now, were you ever actually attacked? Did you have a torpedo fired at you? Were you ever shelled? No, sir. Well, you might say... She's a very lucky ship. I hope she is, sir. Can you explain this good luck? We have a good skipper, sir. Been in a lot of actions, knows what to do. No fussing around with him. I'm sure there isn't. But let's think of this. Supposing there's a breach of security about the briefing of these groups from one of the ship's Mm Hmm. But who'd do that? Why should anyone risk his life? Maybe he isn't risking his life. Supposing his ship is left alone. It could be a good bargain. Do you think anyone could make an arrangement with U-boats? Do you think a U-boat commander will leave a merchant ship alone? Have you any idea what it's like out there? No. I haven't been out there, and I don't know what it's like. I'm sorry. We don't know whether it's this ship or any other ship. But we have reason to believe that it may be happening, and we must find out. Now, will you help us? Yes, of course I'll help you.
0: i better start by giving you a... Complete...
2: I interrogated the first officer learned the hazards of convoy duty, and found that I had a good friend in him. While my team were at work with a crew, I had an interview with the second officer, Mr. Ridge.
1: How long does the voyage usually take, Mr. Ridge? Oh, from 23 days to a month. And what's your usual route? We obey orders. Sometimes we keep close to the African coast, sometimes we go out in the Atlantic, and there's a great deal of zigzagging. But you try to keep near each other, to stay in a group. It's advisable. Why? In case there's trouble. The ship might break down or be attacked. We've picked up a number of survivors. On these trips
2: when the group had been attacked?
1: Yes, the skipper always returned to look for survivors or ship's boats. He's been rescued twice himself. And, well... Hmm. On these voyages, you're on the
2: bridge? Yes, most of the time. Would it be possible for a signal to be made from your ship without it being spotted by the watch? Uh, at night? At night. Impossible.
1: Your man's very strict. From any other ship in the group? Well, it's hard to say. Hmm. All of these attacks, were they sudden? Unexpected? They always are. The first thing you see is explosion. Then a column of black smoke rises from one of the ships. Then you hear the sound of the explosion. Then there are flames. And by this time you're swinging round off course and starting to zigzag all over the ocean. You look back, the other ship's heeling over. And you know that somewhere down there's a U-boat. And she wants you next. Now, we're
2: talking about a breach of security, Mr. Ridge. Is there anyone on this ship that you could suspect? This ship? Well, it might not be this ship, but I'm asking you this question. Is there anyone on this ship you might suspect? Anyone whom you've seen behaving unusually, behaving
1: suspiciously? Well, they're a pretty mixed bunch. Most merchant crews are these days, and some of them don't speak English. But I can't think of anyone who'd do that. No one at all. No one on this ship. No nothing I can think of. Hmm. Well now. Oh. Yes, Lieutenant? Uh,
0: Mr. Jones
2: has something to show you, sir. Well? What do you think of this, sir? A wallet. Hmm. It was spotted by the watch, sir. He saw a scuttle open below him. This was thrown out. Luckily it floated. He ordered it to be retrieved. When was this? Just a few minutes ago, sir. So the news has got round, hasn't it? Yeah, so it seems. Do you recognise this wallet? No. Do you, Mr. Ringe? Er, uh, no, sir. Do you know which deck it was thrown from? Well, it must have come from C-deck, sir. The scuttles on D-deck are permanently battened down, and none has been forced. And what's on C-deck? Well, there's a number of cabins, sir. But it wasn't one of them, I've checked. It was a lavatory. Oh, well, someone's been into it. When was this thrown out? About ten minutes ago, sir. And I want you to trace every man who's been in there in the past twenty minutes. No, you better make that half an hour. And I want to see them. Yes, sir, right away. you better come with me, Mr. Ridge. All right. Well, Lieutenant, what do you make of this? Perhaps D.N.I. was right, sir. Perhaps. What's in it? So rather wet. Let's have a look. Um, what of money? South African. About 40 pounds worth. I wonder why you wanted to be rid of that. Uh, visiting card... Danny Pinar of Weinberg, Cape Province. It uh, looks like two phone numbers on the back. Um, can you make them up? No, uh, the ink's run. Mm, Pity. Still, so we'll deal with that. Uh, two field postcards, unused. Three postage stamps, British. And a photograph. Girls, huh? Yeah, pretty. Studio portrait, bit old fashioned. Grecian column, urn on top, and a bit of palm tree in the back. Continental, I'd say. Spanish or Portuguese. What do you think? Uh, not Spanish, sir. What isn't? Well, the girl. It says, uh, All My Love, Greta. And my is spelt M E
1: I. It might be German. Hmm.
2: Ah, any luck, Mr. Jones? Yes, sir. Three men have been in there in the last half hour. Who are they? Three members of the crew, all British. Jenkins, Harley, and Wilkes.
0: Mm.
2: Any other than try to deny it? No, sir. You're quite sure that was the porthole this wallet came out of? The officer of the watch is certain. Well, look what was inside it. Forty pounds in South African notes. Did you ever know an AB to leave a port with forty pounds in local currency? Well, it depends, sir. It's unusual. It's a lot of money to be thrown away. Yes. And this photograph, all my love... Greater. Do you recognise it as belonging to any of the crew, or any officer?
0: Mm,
2: no. Uh, you say the three men are Jenkins, Harley and Wilkes. Which one was in there nearest to the time this has thrown out? I'm not quite sure, sir. Either Harley or Wilkes. Well, I'll see Harley first. But I want the others kept under guard. Do you know much about Harley? Yes, he's a quiet lad, Good sailor. And what does he do in port? He stays aboard most of the time. He studies. He's starting to be an officer. Does he drink? No, very seldom. Never seen him drunk. He has a good record. Hmm. Well, I'll see him first. Very good, sir. And I think perhaps I'll accept your captain's invitation for a drink in the meantime. Yes, of course, sir. Help yourself. Vernon, well, what about you? Hmm?
0: Oh. oh. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, good health, sir. Cheers.
2: Abel Seaman Harley was a good looking lad of about twenty five neatly dressed and clean. He was the type of young man who would be studying for his ticket, studying to be an officer. I showed him the contents of the wallet, the money, the photograph, the visiting card, and the wallet itself. Asked him to inspect them. He took a long look at them, especially the wallet, and then he said,
0: No, sir, they're not mine. I had a wallet that looked like this once. It's hard to tell now, but I don't think it's mine. What happened to your wallet? It was stolen, sir. So, someone took it when I was ashore. No. Oh? When was this? About four months ago. Did you report the loss? No, sir. There was nothing of value in it, and the wallet wasn't worth much. But it looked like this one. Yes, sir. Did you lose it aboard or ashore? I don't know, sir. It looks like I lost it aboard. Sit down, please. How long have you been with the ship? For well, 18 months, sir.
2: Since her first voyage. And I understand that you're studying to be an officer. Yes, sir. What do you think of the other members of the crew? Pretty rough, sir. Mostly foreigners. All they think of is women and drink. <laughs> till the war's over. Mm, well, it's a dangerous life. Perhaps they're trying to forget. I'm told they call their present run U-Boat Alley. Yes, sir. Because of the number of attacks on the home journey, hmm? Uh, yes, sir. We've been attacked almost every time. Except this last trip. Yes. When the ship travelled alone. We were in for repair. Yes, I know all about that, Harley. Do you know the reason for this inquiry? I've heard the men talking. It's something to do with spotting U-boats. Helping, you, boats. What do you mean, sir? Shortly after this inquiry began, this wallet and the contents was thrown from a porthole on the starboard side of this ship on sea deck. Oh, yes, sir, I heard about it. No, I saw the bloke go over the side for it. Well, the porthole is in one of the heads, I think they're called. And about that time, you were seen to use that place. Is that why I'm here, sir? Yes. Yeah. But it couldn't have been me, sir. I don't have a wallet. Don't you? did not you replace the lost one? No, sir. If you carried a wallet, Harley, and it was stolen, why didn't you replace it?
0: That's why, sir. People think you've got something in a wallet, so it gets stolen. I haven't any use for them. I see. Uh, turn out your pockets, please. Go on,
2: turn out your pockets. All right, sir. Harley began to turn out his pockets, and he produced the usual things. A cigarette packet, a box of matches, a bunch of keys, a handkerchief. Some foreign coins, some loose change, fountain pen, pencil, and from his inside pocket, his identity card and three letters from home. I examined the three letters with interest.
0: Ah, is that the lot? Yes, sir. Well,
2: there's an interesting thing, Harley. If any of us in this room turn out our pockets or empty our wallets, there'll always be something to identify us. It's natural you produced your identity card and also three letters addressed to you. Yet someone throws away this wallet and there's nothing in it to identify
0: the owner. There's a visiting card there, sir.
2: But there's no one on board named Pinar, is there? There's also a great deal of money. Now, do you know anyone who could afford to throw away this amount of money? Jenkins?
0: Wilkes? No, sir. they, They don't have any money but some of the foreign ones do a bit of trading. Trading? Do you know of anyone who would trade with the Germans? No,
2: sir. And there's this photograph. Whoever knows this girl would trade with the Germans. Look at the back. All my love. And my is spelt M-E-I. There's one German in the case. Do you know who it is? No, sir. But I do... And now we'll stop beating about the bush, Harley. You say you don't carry a wallet? No, sir. Not for the past four months? No, sir. Then let's look at the three letters that you are carrying in your pocket. This one is postmarked three months ago. This one two months ago. This one five weeks ago. You tell me that you have carried this in your inside pocket for three months. It's clean, uncrushed. The corners aren't even turned over. And this one in your pocket for two months? Unsoiled, smooth, no dog-eared corners. Do you expect me to believe that you can carry an envelope in your pocket for three months and it'll still look as clean as this? No. Twenty minutes ago, these letters and this identity card were inside that wallet. And that wallet was in your pocket. It's yours. The money was too dangerous while we were on board. And you took these letters out before you threw the rest away because they would identify you. Well, it's not you we want now, Harley. We've got you. But who made you do this? How did it happen? In Lisbon? In Cape Town? We must know who they are. You do know, Greta, don't you? Yes. All right, Harley. Tell us about her.
0: Yes. Go on. I I met her the first time I sailed to Lisbon. I, I don't go out with the rest of the crew. I met her in a cafe. She was a refugee from Germany, so she was a dancer in the cafe. They paid to dance with her. But whenever she was free, she came to my table. I saw her on three trips. I took her presents. She didn't get much money. The fourth time I went to Lisbon, I went to the cafe and sat at the table. We always met at this table, but she wasn't there. A man came and sat at the table. He knew my name. And when I asked about Greta, he took a bracelet from his pocket and put it on the table. It it was a bracelet I'd given her. He said Greta had asked him to see me, to tell me that she'd gone to Germany because her mother was ill. He asked if I wanted to write her a letter. Uh, I wrote her a letter. He said when I was next in Lisbon, I was to come to the cafe and he'd have a reply. On the next trip, I went to the cafe. He was there and he had the reply from Greta. The first two pages were all about ourselves, and then... Then she said she was arrested by the Gestapo, Greta and her mother. She said they told her I could help her. She didn't know how I could help her, but they said so, and she asked if I would. I asked this man how I could help Greta, and he said he wanted information about the convoys. Well, I said I couldn't do it. And he took another letter from his pocket. It was dated a week later than the other one. He asked me if I'd like to read it. I wanted more news of her, but he kept withholding it and saying I shouldn't read it because it would make me change my mind. I didn't know what to do. I read it, and in it she said they were sending her to a concentration camp. She said they were always saying that I could help her. The man said that if I gave him the information he wanted, Greta would be free and could come back to Lisbon. Did you want to see her again? Yes. What did he want to know? just wanted to know what ships had escorted us and the route we came. Did he ask about the return convoy? No, just what ships had escorted us and which merchantmen had come out with us. You told him this? Yes. And when you
2: next returned to Lisbon?
0: She wasn't there. He was there. He, he said something had gone wrong and she wanted me to send her money. Well, I said I had no money. He said she needed money to come to Lisbon again and be out of danger. He said he couldn't give me the money. Well, I wrote her a letter telling her that I was sending the money and then he said he must have a receipt for it. I wrote the receipt, put the money in the envelope. When I asked for Greta's address, he pretended to look in his pocket. Then he said he still had my first letter to Greta in Germany, saying I'd do anything to help her. And he had my receipt for German money. If I didn't give him the information he wanted, he'd denounce me. you were trapped? Yes. Another man came to the table, and together they said they would denounce me as a traitor. They had it in my own writing, and I'd also given them information about British ships. Did you give them information then? No, I told them I had none. That I'd been sick on the voyage and I'd bring them information next time. We didn't go back to Lisbon. The next trip was to Cape Town. I thought it was three of them. But when we docked at Cape Town, a man came to see me. Pino? Yes. He asked me to go to his hotel. He had photostats of the letters I'd written to Greta and her letter asking for help. He had a photograph of my letter about the money and the German money and my receipt. And he had a photograph of me talking to the German agent. In the cafe? Yes. What did he say? He said he could send them to the naval authorities and I'd be shot as a spy. He said if I gave him the information he wanted, my ship would always be safe. Did you believe this? He said he'd keep asking me wherever I was.
2: And on each trip, you gave him information about the ships. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. When the ships were attacked, You helped in rescue operations. Yes, sir. Then there's no need for me to remind you of the damage you've done. No, sir. Take him away. Have him put under guard. Harley, that is not his real name, was taken to the ship's cell. When the escort called for him, he was dead. He must always have gone in fear of discovery, for he carried the instrument of suicide concealed in his shoe.
1: You've been listening to Spycatcher with Bernard Archard as Colonel Areste Pinto. The script was written by Robert Barr and the program produced for the BBC by Charles Maxwell.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card.